Grab your favorite cup. We're about to pour you a glass of the most wholesome drink. Our goal is to amplify marginalized voices through subjects that matter. We will do this by discussing subjects that are uplifting, gainful, and truthful, no matter how uncomfortable they may be, in hope of gaining clarity and invoking progressive change. Of course, we'll sprinkle on some off-color topics to make our discussions more palpable. Welcome Welcome to Urban Urban Proper. Welcome to episode five. Oh my goodness. Can you believe we've officially been doing this for a month? Yeah. You guys in love with this yet? Wow. uh, I mean, of course you are. We know you are. It is me, the the cuddler, Shisha, self-proclaimed queen of everything. And it is I, Darius, the destroyer, self-proclaimed destroyer of things. Booty hoes. Oh, <laughs> we wreck them endlessly. Well, we are recording on Juneteenth. It is June nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. Happy, Happy Juneteenth, y'all! And if you don't know what Juneteenth is, that is okay. We didn't learn until a couple of years ago. Um, Juneteenth is the African American Independence Day. Yeah. So the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in eighteen sixty-three. <laughs> <laughs> And it was not until 1865 that the um, last slaves in Galveston, Texas, were notified that they were now free United States citizens. Ew. So we love uh, a free slave. Yeah, apparently somehow this missed the, the history books in school. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so going forward, I I think us in the black community need to start celebrating this more. We need to. This is our Fourth of July. This should be our fireworks. It should be. Yeah, it should be a celebration. It yeah. really should. It really should be like a whole moment and a movement. And yeah. I, At first, I was really angry for people who didn't know. I was really angry with the school system for not teaching us this. But um, you know, you just the best things you learn outside of school. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just going forward with future generations, we just have to make sure that they're aware. Of this and they're educated yes, on our history and put that knowledge into our our youth yes even though technically we're youth we're youthful yeah yeah we're not old hags yet i am yeah i feel like it Hagatha. darling if i were a drag queen my name would be hagatha monet oh janet oh janet <laughs> just kidding that wouldn't be my drag name it'd be pantsless thunder goose i don't know how to deal with you today uh, not, I don't know how not to deal even with a little me bit every day not even a little bit. So episode five, we are calling the detox tea. Detox tea, and what are we detoxing from? We're detoxing from toxic, toxic ass relationships. Three that minutes. is, that is family members. That is romantic relationships. Yeah. That is platonic relationships. We gotta detox from all that shit. We just have to cleanse our spiritual being we have to cleanse our soul we have to get that shit up and out yes we have to cleanse our energy we have to align our chakras you have to sage your phone listen sage your pussy listen sage your booty hole you gotta get all that shit out because it's just it's too much it's too much toxic energy up in the earth right now and i feel like it just becomes this ongoing cycle that just keeps going around Mm -hmm. and around it becomes learned behavior it does and that really fucks with you when you get into a relationship with some relationship 
whether it be a family or a platonic or mm-hmm. romantic or what have you. Yes. When you meet somebody that is not toxic, you'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, and we have to unpack a lot of that. We have to unlearn a lot of things that we learned growing up um, so that we can be a better generation. I think one of my favorite terms that I have learned in my mental health journey and like discussing and talking about things mm-hmm. is unpack. Oh, I love that shit. Because like that's literally what you are literally unpacking so much trauma and damage and, mm-hmm. and toxicity that you didn't even know was there. And then you you have to go a step further. You have to unpack it and you gotta shoot that shit or burn that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just gotta get rid of it. You can't put it back in. You can't let it let it make its way back into your luggage. We gotta keep that luggage nice and organized. Nice, neat, organized presentable um don't let nobody steal your joy you can't see my hand gestures right now y'all she doing a lot of beautiful movements yeah okay so where should we begin with unpacking toxic behavior and detoxing from these relationships well first let's talk about let's talk about family Mm. i would just like to like place a blanket statement over this whole section talking about family it is okay to cut your family off if they are not good for you. Mm. Thank you. I feel like a lot of people, they really live by that blood is thicker than water bullshit. Mm. And a lot of the times, your family be the ones. Like, it, I... In my own family. It be your own niggas! <laughs> <laughs> it be your own niggas for real, it y'all. really... Really do like legitimately do yes. like your flesh and blood will fuck you over. Yes, way I, harder, way faster. And they, it's like they, they, they take advantage of your trust and your love, and they mm-hmm. think because you family that you're not gonna quote turn your back on them. But sometimes you just got to turn your back on you these. You got to tur- turn your back, cut, cut the cord, burn cut the cord, uh, blow the cord up, blow the bridge up. Goddamn! I saw a meme that was like, I like to set bridges on fire while I'm standing on them so people know I'm crazy. And uh, that speaks to me. I don't know if I could. That speaks to me. Like, uh-huh. I like my current work situation, I'm about to set that bridge on fucking fire while I'm standing on it. I feel you on that because I'm at that, I'm at that point, especially the day that I had today mm, on Juneteenth. On Juneteenth, we bathing white the, tears on the, Juneteenth. Yes, the white devil tried to come for me today, but that's not what we're talking about right we're now. We're talking about family relationships. Carry yes. on with what you were saying, she. So it is okay, um, like Darius was saying, to cut off the ties and people that are not good for you, regardless of what their position in your life. If they're not bringing you any joy, if they are um, hurting your mental health, they need to go. Whether it's your mom, your brother, your sister. Your cousin. I've cut off a couple of family members. I have too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just they're not worth the mental strain. And what really frustrates me about toxic family is when your family member knows they're toxic mm-hmm. and they know they aren't doing anything to better themselves or you or trying to make a healthy. Uh, loving relationship mm-hmm. and they just keep doing the shit that they're doing and that is any action from um, envious behavior mm-hmm. um, sabotage trying to sabotage the relationships you're in mm-hmm. whether it's a romantic relationship platonic relationship 
um, what have you, um, also receiving and never reciprocating, mm-hmm. feeling like they're entitled to anything that you own. Just because we blood don't mean it's yours. Exactly. Okay. Just because I done made some money don't mean that I am obligated to give you a dime of any money that I give. Just because I own a business and I produce a product mm-hmm. or I provide a service doesn't mean that you get that service for a discounted and or free price. Yes. And no. you should be unapologetic with cutting these people off. You shouldn't... What's another thing we're going to kind of... I'm going to touch on and then we're going to go back to it. You need to flex your nose. Yes. I and love that phrase. That's in a... Flexing your nose. I had a friend that is a yes person. Mm. Like, can you do this? Yes. Can you do that? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. Can you do that? Yes. And then they would come to me and kind of complain about these people always coming to them and asking them to do this stuff. And I'm like, well, bitch, why are you not flexing your nose? Why are you not telling these people no? It's the most simplest. If you don't want to do it or you can't actually do it. Don't do it. You don't feel like doing it? Say no. And then leave it at that. No explanation needed. No is an explanation. That is correct. 100%. It's a full-on sentence. If somebody asks you to do some shit or something, you like anything, and the answer is no, the answer is no. Mm-mm. It's not okay. no, and then like, but why? It, it don't matter. Fucking no. I'm no. not doing it at all. I said no, and that's your answer. Ugh. But I want to um, refer to an article on Tunico that I um, read while I was in the Black Women Healing Group on Facebook. It is actually talking about, and I'm, we're going to post this on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, talking about toxic relationships um, in your family. And there's one thing that stood out to me that is very prevalent in the Black community, and that is what happens in my house stays in my house. Mm-hmm. And that can be very problematic. It can. Uh, a lot of situations um, with, you know, talking to people, um, just having conversations, you know, venting, um, people have run into because of that phrase, what happens in my house stays in my house. A lot of people have been molested or abused. And because of this term, we're scared to, you know, seek help outside of the home, whether it be you know, telling a a teacher or, you know, even speaking to your parent about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember (laughs) this one video that was, it it went viral. It was this girl, she set up a video, um, her camera to talk to her mom. Her mom had a boyfriend and she said, hey mom, your boyfriend came in my room again. Mm. And I'm telling you this, this story boils my goddamn blood. And she, her mom immediately gets defensive and is like, well, well, well what did you do? Why, why was he in your room? Ugh. You walking around here in them booty shorts and what are you, you trying to seduce my man? Like, this is your child. This is your why underage you, child. Why did you just make it a competition between your, like you said, underage child and you? That is that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've heard a, I've heard a lot of scenarios like that, particularly in the black community of women bringing a man into the house and having a teenaged or slightly older daughter, mm-hmm. and 
the mother like accusing her daughter of being like trying to steal her man when it's like I'm a kid yeah and I think it's a psychological issue um I think I, I don't I don't understand it I don't get it either but I think it's instead of holding the man accountable the adult in the situation mm-hmm. accountable she the part the the mother doesn't have enough backbone to do that so she's lashing out at the mo the most vulnerable person in the situation mm-hmm. and that is the victim that is your child and I feel like it's putting a lot more power on a kid than a child has mm-hmm. like you said the man in this situation is the the villain like mm-hmm. that like if he's preying on your daughter your daughter isn't doing anything to make him prey on no. her. Like, that man is disgusting and toxic and you need to get rid of him instead of trying to get rid of your daughter instead. And there was another article, I think we talked about this before, but basically talking about how the world views young black girls from age... The adultification of black children. There you go. Um, From age 5 to 18, um, they are seen as more sexualized, um, having adult um, behavior versus their counterparts which we always compare black and white mm-hmm. they have less innocence they have more attitude and I think that kind of plays into the situation that internal thing that people don't even realize that they're doing um, but kind of try to move it along um, a little bit we're still talking about toxic relationships um, the whole idea that staying in a relationship and tolerating toxic behavior and tolerating emotional physical abuse makes you more worthy at the end result of the person that's dishing it out we need to throw that the fuck out the window. I take that shit and chuck it and then burn it and then bury it dig it back up cremate it and then bury it again yes like, like I think one of my least favorite words is tolerate mm-hmm. and you should never tolerate anything either something is good for you and you like it or it's bad for you and you don't like it there is never a time where you should be like well i'm gonna tolerate this just for like no like you if it's if it's if it's toxic end it like kill it with fire and the thing about toxic toxic you think about toxicity you think about poison you Mm -hmm. think about something that's going to decay you break you down and and it's lethal Mm -hmm. you got to get rid of it blood or not you gotta get ready. You gotta, you gotta run gotta it let out. It go. You gotta let it go. Like yes. it, there just is no. There should be no room in any part of your body, in your soul, and your spirit, and your energy, for something that is going to poison you and ruin you. And there's nothing honorable in staying and tolerating an abusive situation. There is absolutely nothing that, and I. From the standpoint of someone who has observed, not observed abusive relationships, but has been told of abusive relationships Mm -hmm. from the victim standpoint, it is a lot of fear and it is a lot of um, guilt Mm -hmm. that is being put on the victim. And that is even worse. Like that makes, I understand why it makes it hard, but it also is like, 
It's heart wrenching. It is because it's like I want you to fight harder to remove this fear and this guilt from you, and all of that will happen if you remove this toxic person. But also, I get it. Like, but I want, and then it's like I want you to see your worth and know your worth mm -hmm. and be able to climb out of the situation. Mm -hmm. But it's not always like that. It's not. And sometimes it it just ah I've seen I've seen not so many but. Several friends who are like, well, yeah, this thing happened and I didn't like it, but I guess, you know, I'll tolerate it or so-and-so XYZ person didn't mean it this way or, mm -hmm. and I'm like, give an excuse, give them benefit oh. of doubt, playing that, the devil advocate and you can't, mm -hmm. you have to see it for what it is. And sometimes it's hard when they, they glaze it over with that nice or they glaze it over with that quote love. Mm hmm but nah, sis, that ain't it. It ain't. That ain't it. And mm -hmm. I don't mean sis just to mean women. I mean sis to mean all people. Mm -hmm. It's gender neutral these days. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> Pride Month. It's Juneteenth. It's gender neutral. Everything. Listen. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, you know, I think, actually, I was going to say something about this earlier. A lot of, I think a lot of that internalized um, adultification, both in black people and in non-POC. Mm-hmm comes from slavery mm -hmm. because kids had to be adults they had to work they had to be grown up they had to be strong and ready and willing to do this because we were literally ripped from our parents exactly and so i think a lot of that carries over you know it's been 400 years since slavery which is not a long time it's not uh no 200 years just kidding that's not four wait it, is my math right it's been 200 200 and over 250 yeah 250 years yeah i was like wait a minute yeah. hold on that's not right 250 years since slavery ended mm -hmm. which is even less time than 400 years mm -hmm. so you think about how much time it takes to like really remove that thinking from your mind and it's really systemic like it's really yes. embedded in every system ever in the United States and mm -hmm. worldwide and it's just it's seen everywhere and it makes me so upset because and I feel like I'm going off on a rant <laughs> that people can't see it people genuinely genuinely are like no that's not a thing it's just it's, you guys just complaining too much it's like no whenever a 13 year old boy with a toy gun gets shot gets shot and killed because police officers were afraid of him Mm -hmm. Did you hear about the news report of the the little girl who stole it all? She was a four year old girl, and um, the police held her, her father, and her mother and her other siblings at yeah, one point. I saw that. Which the term stole mm -hmm. is loose for me for mm -hmm. a child of that age. Because literally, I was at the mall with my niece today. She's two. Yeah. We were in the candy store. She saw this big sucker that she wanted. And I mm -hmm. told her she couldn't have it because she had already had a bunch of candy. Yeah. I'm like, no, you can't have that. She's like, fuck, I can't. My mom is sitting in the hallway. And she picks <laughs> it up and she's about to run out the store. Yeah. And the guy working there is like, hey, is she with you? And I was like, oh, my God. Like. Yeah. They don't. We don't. Kids they don't, don't have get that. It. They, my they don't have that. I feel like every single one of my nieces has walked out of a store with something. And you don't even realize that they have it. Yeah. So. The term stole is loose for a child. Very loose. Already. And then the fact that they came in with fucking police officers. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Fucking yeah. ridiculous. Or I read a read in this report where um, this guy, it's not funny. It's just, it's just sad that it keeps happening so much and there's nothing being done about it. 
um, this lady was at uh, a drugstore. I think it was either like CVS or Walgreens or some kind of store. Mm-hmm. And um, the clerk suspected her of stealing. Of course. Okay. Instead of calling the police, he calls his friend. Oh. Yes. I've not heard this. And his friend shoots her in the head. She wasn't stealing. She was just shopping while black. Yeah. My face, which is sad for two reasons, shouldn't be as shocked as it is. Mm Mm-hmm. But also should be because that shouldn't be so normal that I shouldn't be shocked. Not at all. Not That's at all. fucked up. I had not heard that. Yes. Wow. Um, we're getting back on the subject. Back gotta... to the topic. We <laughs> went off on a whole tangent. We did. We did. ADD moment. We mm-hmm. really back in. But another um, trait of a toxic relationship is respecting boundaries. Not respecting boundaries. Not respecting the boundaries mm-hmm. that you place. Um, and I think there's just there's common boundaries that people should know about. Mm-hmm. And I think people like Austin often like to test boundaries or like you know test where they are in a relationship or test where they are in a friendship yeah and i i believe that there should be set boundaries because common sense isn't so common right and i think it's a conversation that needs to be had um whether it's with your your mother um being like look you know mom i'm an adult now and xyz needs to right. not happen these are my boundaries these are the boundaries uh-huh. that i'm uh-huh. setting and you need to respect that if you're in a friendship and you're like, hey, you know, you're my friend. We've been friends for X, Y, and Z years. But these are my boundaries that I'm setting for you. This you is, need to respect yeah. my boundaries. And it needs to be reciprocated. Yep. You, you also have to respect boundaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. So do you think there should be like, how do you think that conversation should go? I, I think it should be, I don't think it ever needs to be like, a whole, hey, these are my boundaries. I think that is a thing for a relationship. Right. I think you do really need to sit down and be like, hey, these are things that I'm not okay with at this phase of our relationship. Like, don't come in the bathroom and poop while I'm showering. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. That's a hard boundary for me my entire relationship. Mm -hmm. No, do not poop in the bathroom with me. But... But I feel like. But the, I get it. You don't want to be cleaning your body and you smell the fumes of you know just because it's hot in the shower and then the hot thing mixed together. Hot ass. Ugh. Mm, hot shit. Hot shit, but not in a good way. Mm. But I feel like with friendships, I think it's one of those things that kind of naturally comes up, and you should be comfortable enough with your friend mm-hmm. to be like, "Hey, that's a boundary for me. Like that's that's something that I'm not okay with, or I don't want you to say this particular thing, or." don't treat me this particular way or whatever like i think that's something that naturally should just happen Mm -hmm. for friends and in relationships but specifically for friends yeah and i think um also rule consent in a friendship and people talk about consent they always think about sexual consent and it also it it covers it's 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 a blanket term um Mm -hmm. That we need to kind of unlearn to just to unlearn being just associated with sex. Mm-hmm. Consent is also respecting the boundary of your friend being like, "Hey, you know, I'm at the point where I'm at my my alcohol consumption limit, and I can't go on like this." Yep. And respecting that, or being like, "Hey, you know, I've just this is my house. Don't yes, do this I need you to thing. leave. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to. Go. I'm not even ready to go to bed. I just ready for you to go. Exactly." Mm-hmm. My social battery has run out. I need you to leave. I need you to leave. Or, on the flip side, 
I'm enjoying being in your presence, but I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, and that kind of ties back into respecting boundaries and everything. And the friend zone, that's on my list. I have said this to several of my straight male friends who are usually the people who bring up the friend zone. Mm -hmm. The friend zone does not exist. Why do you think it doesn't exist? I think the friend zone is a thing that straight men, I'm going to be honest, Mm -hmm. came up with. To as a reason and a tool as to why they got denied by a woman. I feel like if you hit on somebody that you're already friends with Mm -hmm. and they say they're not interested in you, they're your friend. You've always been their friend. You didn't get friend zoned, you are their friend. Okay. Like Do you do you believe that they there is such thing as platonic relationships between the female and male or gender fluid or however you wanna Absolutely, my best friend is female. Okay. Like my best friend in the entire world is a woman, and we've been friends for ten years. And I, neither of us have ever once been near or wanted to be near each other's genitals. <laughs> like, I think that's another really toxic trait mm-hmm. that we need to unlearn as human beings because it puts the whole sexualization of relationships. On heteronor- in a in a heteronormative way, mm-hmm. and fuck that noise. How do you think that you have been? I feel like I'm interviewing you right now. I feel like I'm being interviewed too. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, being you know being in touch of you know a female male um, heteronormative quote unquote uh-huh. uh, friendship for so long. How do you think that you ha- you guys have been able to keep that understanding? I think. I, and this is not even to be like campy or funny or to try and like tie back into the episode, but boundaries. Mm-hmm. We under like my best friend is one of those people who's like, when you when she ready for you to leave, she ready for you to leave. Bye. She's like, all right, you gotta go. She's and very I'm like, matter of fact. Very matter of fact, and mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Like I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. I'm ready to go, exactly. or I'm ready for like we understand each other's switches, our ons, our offs, our boundaries. And we respect them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll not hear from her for a week. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Are you ignoring me or are you just depressed? And she'll be like, I'm depressed. Or mm-hmm. I've been real busy all week or whatever. And like, not that I ever think she's ignoring me. Sometimes she might be. You never mm-hmm. know. But if she is, shit, I'd be ignoring her ass too. <laughs> I ignore all my friends at some point. That's just who I am. The plot thickens. <laughs> but The plot thickens. So that's why you did not just kidding. <laughs> but no, that's uh, that, and but, that kind of that kind of segue. Yeah, yeah, that kind of segues into um, what I wanted to talk about next. Is, but wait, hold on. I want okay, your okay. opinion of the friend zone. See, I didn't think about it the way that you presented it. Um, Nobody does. No, yeah. I'm real objective on that whole idea of the friend zone. Yeah. Um, I think it is a thing. Yeah. Um, but with the new information that you get, you've given me, I kind of want to do a little bit more research and get back to you on that one. Okay, that's all right. Because um, I'm all about, you know, having a stance. And it's not that I'm flip-floppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is something that a lot of people lack is having an opinion, but it being okay to change it based on new information that you have. Mm-hmm. Your opinions you, are allowed to change. That's why they're opinions. Yeah. But the friend zone, I think it is it, it is um, a thing. 
Um, I had to walk people right, you know, right back down to their friend zone seat plenty of times. Um, <laughs> why you why you gonna laugh so messy? <laughs> just it's only that laugh is only messy enough to be equivalent to what you just said. Oh, oh. I wasn't even being messy. I was just being for real, for real. I have. <laughs> see, I wouldn't even thinking about that. Escorted a few people. I have had to back to their seat people. in the stands. Yes. Wow, <laughs> in the stands, bitch. Okay. <laughs> so I have a stadium worth of friends on people, of course. <laughs> but no, I don't think it's a thing. Um, even like, and this kind of. Oh, this is kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the thing I think about a friend zone is, oh, I wouldn't say it's a punishment. Um, That's a rough term. No, but I think I've kind of used it as such. And I kind of think, okay. it, I kind of, <laughs> no, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know what it sounded like. But I have, so, okay. I, I separate the friend zone from actually my friend group. Okay, fair. I get that. And it's not that I'm taking people out of the friend zone and putting them back in. Once you in that bitch, you in that bitch. I'm You're not good. coming out. You're not coming out. <laughs> you stuck in the sand. And you might have not started in the friend zone, but you very sure can end up in that bitch. Like. <laughs> 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 Okay, so you have presented me with new information. Yes. And, okay, yeah. fair. I get it, that. It, it might have been, you know, someone I dated or was interested in romantically, and it just didn't work out, and I'm like, hey. No, thank you anymore. No gracias. You're in. Let's be friends. You're in row C, seat 12. <laughs> there are no floor seats to the friend zone. No floor seats to the friend zone. Not at all. Mm-mm. Um, but we were segueing. Yes. Which I got distracted just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. Um, yeah, I've I've used the friend zone for exes. Um, I've oh. used uh, just people like I have generally met people genuinely met people that I just wanted to be friends with. And mm-hmm. I put them in the friend category in my mind mm-hmm. um, to let you know how my mind works. How I, co- you know, whatever, put things in categories. Right. Um, and they have been like, you know, this. I'm like, okay, your friend, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh no, like I'm kind of feeling you, and I'm like, hey, let me back walk you back Mm-mm. to section D, okay. row H, C14. No, nah, no, ma'am. Yes. So that's how I kind of look at the friend zone. Um, oh, that's, that's that's our shenanigan question of the week. Okay, I how, live. What is your view on the friend zone? Yes. Do you think it is a place of purgatory? <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's where dead babies go? Or yes. do you think... <laughs> It's a home for actual friends. They go Darius with the snacks. It's Darius with the snacks. With the snacks. I always had snacks when I was in high school. Is that enough? That's good. Again, I'm eating, as the black people say, strawberries. Strawberries. 
This time we have the Sours Unwrapped Minis. I like these better than the ones we had last week. These is far. These need to make a reappearance. Mm, they will. They'll mm. be back. Um. So, I don't know what you were going to segue to. Do you remember what you were going to segue to? I totally forgot. Well, I would like to talk about mutual friends. Go ahead. I think that's a fair segue. Um. So I think it was the first episode that we were talking about the phrase we we or you coined mm-hmm. called step friend. Oh yeah, the first episode. Mm-hmm. So here is kind of a dual friend zone step friend question. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about step friends who are male, as and when it comes to like male female platonic relationships see that's why I'm kind of different um because I feel like 80% of my male friends are on the queer spectrum T yes so I've never really run into that issue wow but the ones that you know were uh, step friends <laughs> that kind of uh, you know kind of show interest. I had to walk the ass back to section D, uh, row past. H in C eighteen. Mm. Yeah. Lead ass um. Then back. I kind of kind of flip the question. How do you feel about step friends stepping more into the friend? I think it's great. I think. I've never been one to keep many friends, mm-hmm. but I do think that somebody that you meet that is a mutual friend, a step friend, and y'all get along, mm-hmm. and it gets to a point where it's not just, you know, oh, that's so-and-so's friend, where you can be like, oh, that's my friend. Right. I think that's great. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think any kind of growth and love is great. Okay. Mutual friendships and arguments are falling out. Oh. Okay, so I could go on a whole rant about this. I um, am very good at cutting people off and mm-hmm. letting people go. Um, if I don't want to be friends with you anymore, you piss me off, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. I don't like toxic people in my life. That's the whole point of this episode. Yeah. Detox tea. Detox tea. Um, and I think if you if you and a friend get into it, y'all fall out and y'all have a mutual friend, mm-hmm. I don't think it should be on that mutual friend to try and play the field between the two of you. I think they should be able to live their life. Mm-hmm. If they want to be friends with the other person, be friends with the other person. If you want to be friends with me, be friends with me. You didn't have a falling out. Yeah. However... If it's some real fucked up shit that the other person did, mm-hmm. and you can't see the mutual friend can't see the fault in that, then I'll be a little bit like, okay, I'm about to cut your ass off too. But then it's just like, as a mutual friend in a situation where there was a falling out, <sighs> I've dealt with this so many times in my life mm-hmm. uh, without going into it. Um, too much. This is a little, you know, surface tea. Okay. Um, there was a situation between two of my female friends and uh, a male. Mm. And 
me and a friend fell out mm. over it. I didn't have a relationship with this man, but our mutual friend did. Mm. And um, it they fell out, and it caused me and my other friend to fall out because, which you know, you feel betrayed on both ends. And we were young; we were younger. We were probably uh, you know just out of high school. Mm. But it to me, I always felt like if there is a conflict with friends that are mutual, um, the best thing to do is stay neutral. The best way, uh-huh. the best way you can. Um, you can let them vent to you, um, but talking shit to p- appease the one, and then going to the other one and listening to the vent and talking shit to appease them—that's where you cross the line. I personally have been in that situation. Yeah, and then I think if you feel like it's an issue, don't allow them to vent to you about the the situation. Mm-hmm. Be like, um, my name Bennett. I'm motherfucking in it. See, I feel like that's the best stance to be on. Yeah, because it just eliminates the whole, you know, well, I'm coming to you and I just want to say this and you'd be like, well, I know in the back of my head that such and such, that just, Mm-mm. it's foolproof. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. If you want to talk about it, y'all talk to about talk about it together. Exactly. So. Moving along. Okay. Um... I let's keep on the same thing. How do you feel about parents falling out or not having or not liking your significant other or friends not liking your significant other? Because oh. I've dealt with both issues before on several occasions. I have never dealt with a significant uh, friend not liking a significant other or a significant other not liking a friend. Oh, you're so lucky. Um, but I haven't had many significant others. I've been a very single person because whatever mm-hmm. um nor have I dealt with a parent not liking my significant other but I have I ever been the friend that didn't like somebody's significant other I feel like I have I feel like yes I have um but at the end of the day at the end of the day, it's up to that person to decide to decide to them to decide whether that person is toxic or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot like somebody all day, or somebody cannot like my significant other all day. But if I am okay with what's happening with them, then I am. And I think that's where it has to. You have to again. <laughs> Place boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, and I, and it's hard. It's hard. It puts a strain on things. I've I've been in a relationship. I haven't had the issue with um, my my parent not liking a significant other, but I have had the issue with friends not liking a significant other, mm-hmm. whether it be for superficial reasons or um, for you know just you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The best thing I, I mean, the only thing I knew what to do was to keep them apart. Yeah. Um, That's like rule number one. And it sucks because you're like, okay, this is my friend. I want to do, you know, I want to hang out with my friend. And if we're, you know, we're having a kickback or we're having an out, and then I want my significant other there too. And it's just like, to keep them from button heads, you Mm -hmm. just have to. 
You have to keep them separate. You have to protect your peace. Mm. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Loving yourself both in and out of relationships. Yes. Self-love. Um. Self-love. I think we were talking about that when you were talking about um, ignoring your friend. Mm-hmm. And I think people, and I have been, um, I've had that problem before being in a relationship and putting 100% of myself into a relationship, giving my all into a relationship and not really realizing that a lot of it wasn't being reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, my boundaries weren't being respected. Um, you know, my efforts weren't being reciprocated. And um, when the relationship end, ended, I think I talked about this in the first or second episode, mm-hmm. I felt lost because I wasn't giving myself enough self-love while I was in that relationship. I wasn't also catering to my needs mm-hmm. while in a relationship and I felt drained. And that's another that's another um, flag of realizing your relationship is toxic. Um, it, it's how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to, you know, have your separate group of friends and have your separate outing. You can be yourself in a relationship and still respect the fact that you're in a relationship. If yeah. you're in a monogamous monogamous relationship and you like to, you know, um, go out with your friends and um, you like to go painting, it's okay to have things separate from your significant other. I mean, you're still... I think that's what keeps relationships healthy, honestly. Exactly. Like, Having, the, like Will and Jada. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a quote that he said. He was like, I'm not responsible for her happiness. Yeah, I'm not responsible for her happiness. Yeah. I forget what the rest of the quote was because there's more to it than that. It is. But it was something at first when I read it. I was like, that's fucked up. But then I, I got to thinking about it and I'm like... I'm going to look it up. I mean, I kind of... I kind of disagree with it a little bit, but the gist of it, I get. Um, because I think some of the the happiness within a relationship you're responsible for, but being happy overall as a person, as being yourself, as loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you just have to have that time, that time away from your significant other, that time to be able to, to do what you want to do and still respect your relationship. And I think that ties a lot into um, understanding your personal needs mm-hmm. and keeping your uh, mental health at the forefront of everything that you do. And I think it's it's a lot of growing awareness that I'm seeing, like um, from being on Twitter, and you know, just kind of like you know, observing the things mm-hmm. that people are talking about, and a lot of people are talking about healing themselves and making sure. That they love themselves enough before they get into a relationship. Yes. And I think that's very important because a lot of people don't know themselves, especially you know, like your your late teens, your early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like your twenties is a is a period of your, of your life that you're really defining yourself. A lot of people f- uh, figure it out way sooner than others, but um, I think as a whole, it's a time for self discovery. Yeah, I've I've always thought of my twenties and just as a, of twenties in general as their time to be selfish mm-hmm. and your time to you know if you don't want to do something don't do it if it doesn't make you happy don't do it mm-hmm. if you know if you excuse me want to be in a relationship fine do that if you don't want to be in a relationship and you want to sleep with everybody or nobody do do whatever the fuck you want to do protect yourself protect thyself yes. But live your best life if that's what you plan on doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't imagine 
having been in a relationship in my early 20s. Oh, but now that I am technically in my late 20s. Technically. <laughs> technically. Bitch, you past 25. You're in your late. I am 26. Um, you are in your late 20s, though. <laughs> I mean, but le- le- like legitimately, now that mm-hmm. I'm in my mid to late 20s. Oh, I'm, I'm like. I'm um. I'm in my last year of my 20s and I'm holding on like breaks, pumping the brakes. You got this. Or this going to be. It's going to be late. A bomb ass year. Yeah. Everybody says that 30 is the year. For most people, uh-huh. um, but like it just—I agree with what you were saying. On you know, your twenties is the time to be spent discovering yourself and learning new things and traveling the fucking world if that's what you want to yeah. do. Yeah, and I think self-discovery is really important before you place a lot because a lot of people think of relationship is filling a hole within yourself, mm-hmm. and I disagree with that. I think finding someone. Um, that's your kindred spirit that, you know, like people say, your better half is an addition mm-hmm. to finding yourself. It should build on top it's of a Yes. It's not, oh, this is a hole that's missing and I'm going to fill it with you. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people need to sit down, especially like young men. I've seen a lot of, and I, oh, Jesus, I've experienced um, in the past, um, I remember ex told me, you know, I I want to be. I'm not done being a hoe, but you know, once we are at a certain age, if we're still single, then you know, I want. I still I still want you around, but I want to. I want to, you know, hoe around, but I want you to sit right here in this corner for me. I want you to wait for me, basically. And that's not. Yeah, that's not fair. That that's, is a toxic thing to ask somebody. That is a toxic thing to ask somebody. If you're not ready for me, then you're never gonna be ready for yes. me. Yes, like, and I think you just have to you have to make sure that you're ready for each other. Mm-hmm. It has to be a mutual thing. If if you if you're not ready to be to give your 100 percent in a relationship and to give your all to somebody, leave people to fuck alone. Let me live. That's how <laughs> you get into that never ending cycle of ancientness. Mm-hmm. You have this man or woman who's not ready to be in a relationship, not ready to commit, and they're dragging this person along emotionally, abusing this person, uh, and just like being an ain't shit person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think. Oh, were you gonna say something else? Yeah. Go ahead. And ahead. expecting this person to stand by you, expecting this person to go through the mud and. Uh, you know, just beating, beating, beating at this at this lump of coal to be a diamond for you, and it's that's not the way you do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's teamwork. Yeah, it it's all about growing together when it comes to a romantic relationship mm-hmm. and and learning each other and learning a lot about yourself in the process. Um, but it should never be I'm gonna build you up only and you don't build me up or no. I'm going to use you to fill all of my holes mm-hmm. and good luck with your shit exactly <laughs> good luck with your baggage <laughs> fill all the holes anyway. fill all those holes oh my um, but I think this conversation we're having right now segues quite nicely into the difference between being in a relationship and quote seeing someone because I feel like a lot of the time People will be like, oh, yeah, I'm seeing this person, but it's not official. Or, yeah, we're dating, but we're not together. I think dating is a term that, oh, it's very, is 
it's too open. It's an open-ended statement. Mm-hmm. Because some people think that dating is an exclusive thing. Some people think that dating is, oh, you know, we're trying to see where it's going with us, but I'm still weighing my options. Yeah. And that is... Uh, that's where you have to have, sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, that's where you have to have a conversation. Yeah. I'm trying to bring back the word courting. Courting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm courting this person. We are yeah. in the process of dating. Yeah. But we ain't there yet. But what is dating? Dating for me is we are exclusive. We are together. We are dating. Mm-hmm. We are in a relationship. We are committed to one another. Or mm-hmm. if we are polyamorous. We are committed to one another and whoever else. Okay. But. Look at you all about inclusion. All, it's all about inclusivity at Urban Proper. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I was seeing a guy last year in, like, February. Poor guy. He was so cute. But, like, we were seeing each other, but we weren't quite dating. You know what I mean? Like, I always almost say, yeah, I dated this guy, but I didn't date him. I, uh-huh. we, we went on, like, four dates, and that's it. So, what, is five dates considered dating? No, dating is, we sat down and had the conversation of, so, is this, like, a thing? Like, are we together? Like, should I delete my Tinder app, or, like... Is this gonna be once, or hell? <laughs> is this gonna be once, or hell? <laughs> like, what's the tea? Yeah. Because when I was seeing him, I was still on Tinder. But oh, definitely. I may or may not have been on a date with him texting somebody else. Like ho ho, ain't shit ho. Ho ho ho. Oh um, But now that I am with my boyfriend that I've been with for fucking almost a year now, I haven't been on Tinder since we. Has it almost been, been almost a year? Yeah. Time just keeps rolling. It just keeps rolling into right the, the future. Um. I deleted Tinder once we said that we were dating. Mm. I remember the phone call. No, I remember the text message. Oh yeah, you tried to text me about being in a relationship. You tried it, ho. You tried it, but I'm gonna move around. I ain't gonna put your business all the way out there. Motherfucking tried it. Uh, that wasn't a conversation for text. I thought it was no, bitch, no. <laughs> Hell no! But why the subject of of dating and seeing each other? Uh-huh. I was talking about this term of predates. Disgusting! I hate it. We just talked about this for the first time the other day, and I want to vomit. Like I'm on Twitter minding my goddamn business, <laughs> and I'm just like la la la, and I see this term predates from what and I'm you saw it more than once. Oh, it was a whole thread. So one of my followers, um, one of our followers on Twitter was talking about predates. And um, talking about, yeah, I really like this girl, but I'm going to predate with her to see where her head is. And I'm like, predates? So, you know, I hit the retweet, but (laughs) predates, sir. Coach put me on. That's my, my, my new term I like to say. Put me on, coach. <laughs> Give me the tea. You know, because everybody, everybody don't like, you know, you know, with the hyper masculinity thing. Mm-hmm. The tea. Uh-uh, I'm a man. Put me on, coach. I'm trying to, you know, include everybody. Okay. All right. We love it. Yeah. So I'm like, put me on, coach. She's like, yeah, pre-date, you know, when you you guys sit down, you, you, you go on a date, quote-unquote, where you don't spend money 
to try to see if this person is worthy of going on a date. So, so you go on a date to see if you can go on a date. But no money is involved. He was very adamant no money is involved. I love how niggas are so mad at spending money on dates. Like, bruh. But my thing is, it's like, okay. You don't have to spend a million dollars on a date. You don't. But the dating world has changed with, you know, the convergence of, of media and Tinder and POF and all the dating eHarmonies and Ugh, sliding the DM, trying to see him this PM and you know all that. So traditionally, you know, you see somebody, you exchange numbers, you try to see if this can go somewhere. Uh huh. That's me. To me, that should be where the pre-date. That is the pre-date. Preliminary hearing <laughs> should be happening. If we, if if I have given you my number, you have received access to more information to me. Mm-hmm. If I say I want to go on a date with you, I'm not trying to pre-date? Are you fucking kidding me? I think it's childish. I think it, yes. I think it's like, what's the point of exchanging numbers? Even if you're, you know, exchanging, you know, messages over Tinder, I think that should be the point where you're trying to figure out, is this person someone that I see myself being compatible with? Is this a person that I can date? And I I get sometimes texting. Um, A lot of people are not good at texting. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people are good at having... You know, in-person conversations because of the internet. A lot of people have built up these personas of themselves, and mm-hmm. when you see them in person, they're not the same. But I think you know, talking and communicating should be that process. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna pose this question on on Facebook. Okay. Predating should this be a thing or not? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I listen, if you contact somebody, y'all talking over Tinder or mm-hmm. in Instagram DMs or what the fuck you if you hit somebody up in, on Instagram, you literally know their life. Like everybody shares their whole not everybody, but most people share their whole entire life on fucking Instagram. If you scroll down my Instagram feed, you know everything I'm doing. Like You, you probably know not on mine. I mean, but not <laughs> not everything, but you know right. that I'm a musician, you know that I'm a performer, I'm an actor, I'm an artist. Like, you know all of the necessary things that people need to know before they try to date me. And yeah. then, if you slide in my DMs and you try to ask me for my number and I give you my number... Y'all should be having conversations. We should be talking on the phone, we mm-hmm. should be texting back and forth. FaceTime, whatever y'all Android people have. Okay, first of all... <laughs> um... Uh, um but you know, like if if I have given you, as Johan the scammer would say, give me entry to the house, give, give me, me access to the bitch. <laughs> if I have given you access to the bitch, you can take me on a date, or yeah. I can take you on a date. Like yeah, and that and oh, that's the issue of um, gender bias. Mm. I already know you think. Who about. should pay? That should be a conversation. Um. I'll answer this question real quick. Okay, I think right. the person who asks for the date should pay. Okay. So if I ask you on a date, I'm gonna pay. Okay. Quick rant. She should rant. My young black 
African American, whatever term you prefer. Hopping in the DMs and saying, I want to get to know you. Okay. Don't follow it up with some stale ass. What you doing all the time? Not even uh and not even spelling it out, just WYD. WYD. Talk about some I wanna see you. But not coming up with a fucking game plan. Nails on the chalkboard. Bring them on down. Homie that will get you nowhere. Blocked. That will get you friend zoned. (laughs) Sheesh's version of friend zone. Walked back to seat 74. <laughs> Row H, section 110. Yes. Mm-hmm. In rent. I agree with you wholeheartedly, and that's what ended whatever was happening with Oh Boy that I was talking to last year. Mm. It's so hard to try and date somebody who doesn't have an opinion. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to say it like that. There's one thing to be easy going, but then there's another thing to not have an opinion. Because it's it's always, I want to do something that both of us like. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go to a museum and, like, point out my favorite works of art for you. Like, literally is what I said. Let's go on a date and I'll point out my favorite works of art. And it didn't really work out that way. And I still had a good time. Mm-hmm. But also, if you didn't want to come to a museum, you shouldn't have come to a museum. Because I want to spend hours here. Sounds like a pre-date. Nah, that's a real life date. Because we're going to get to know each other. And I might just spend a little money on you. At the museum? Yeah. Okay. They got a cafe. You can sit down and have lunch. Okay. Listen, I know how to go on a date. All I ain't right, been in a relationship Mr. for almost a year for no reason. Alright, Mr. Doris. I fucked up. Anyway, um, but no, yeah, predates, cancel that shit, end it right now. I don't know why the fuck people are so scared to spend money on somebody. Like, I get that a, sometimes women are asked for a bit much on the first date. Sometimes. Not all the times. Sometimes. And I understand that sometimes men don't give enough. Predates. Don't ask a woman to sit in a car in a parking lot somewhere. That's not a date. Oh, man. I, okay. I had a friend call me yesterday. Lord. And uh, my friend made a Facebook status about, you know, uh, being a single person and only like the same people. But we only that there. So this opened the floodgates apparently to her DMs. And my friend's got her name. You know, I mean, remain. I can't talk today. Anonymous, mm-hmm. but I'm using your story friend, so whatever. Um, so this guy hops in her DMs, is like, hey, you know, I want to get to know you. Um, let's meet up. And she's like, okay, cool. Babe, what you want to do? He like, let's go to the park. All right, cool. She like, I'm at the gym right now, and it's like, 
7 o'clock and by the time I get done the sun's gonna be starting to go down so not gonna go to a park with you at night time no so he kind of pressed the issue a little bit but the, the park doesn't close until 10 listen my that's nigga, great my nigga, my nigga they need some more claps And that's another thing. Stop being fucking creepy. Yeah. If a woman doesn't want to walk around the park with you after the sun has gone down, if anybody doesn't want to walk around in the park with you after the sun has gone down, you good. You not respecting my boundaries. If I let you know that I'm uncomfortable with a situation, you should fucking stop. And you can. Let me repeat. You can not get mad at somebody for not wanting to be in what is an uncomfortable situation for them because you're a nice person. And people, your toxic detector or radar should be going off at this point. You're not respecting my boundaries. Mm-hmm, that's one. You're putting me in an uncomfortable situation. That's two. And you're not taking my no for an answer. That's three. You struck right the fuck out. Out, motherfucker. Out. Bounce with it. Gone. Gone. You outside the stadium now. You don't even get a seat no more. You no. gotta watch on the big screen in Bob Park Village across the street. Um. So, I feel like I'm I'm asking a lot of a lot of questions this week, but um. I kind of want to send some some traffic to Instagram. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a let's have a debate on Instagram. Go to our Instagram page at Urban Proper Podcast, mm-hmm. and um, let's talk about how you have gotten out of a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. have that conversation. Give okay. me on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter is at Urban underscore Proper. <laughs> there you go. Let's let's have a debate. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about not a debate. Let's just let's have a conversation on how you were able to pull yourself out of the toxic relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, a family member, whether it was a friendship, um, whether it was romantic. I think I said the hit. But let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, let's talk about it. I feel like y'all feel like I'm gonna bite y'all or um, cut y'all out. Which. If you get crazy, you might get cussed out, but don't get crazy. Yeah. Plain and simple. A mess. <laughs> An actual mess. <laughs> All right. Now that we've kind of gotten through toxicity and cutting toxic people out, I think we're going to get down with a little bit of once or hellas. Once or hellas. Um, so she shouldn't. Um, a date in which the person uh, would like to go skiing once or hellas. I tried once. It depends. See, I don't know how I'm going to get down with skiing. I don't like being cold. Mm-hmm. So I might try to suggest something else. But, you know, I'm all for experiences. We love a good experience. So I'll say once. Okay. What about you, Darius? Uh, 
I'm gonna go once. Once. I'm gonna go once. I want to say hellas, but I feel like me being the person that I am, I ain't gonna like it. I agree with you. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna bust my ass. Not even that. I feel like I actually would be pretty good at it, but I was like, yeah, I'm good at this. I'm good. I don't know. I, need to I just do this feel like it's just too much. It's a lot of work. Yeah. From what I understand. Mm-mm. I'm all for the cute and the booty and the thighs type, but mm-mm. no, ma'am. Not today. I just know. <laughs> okay, moving along. Moving okay. along. Okay. Um, talking about dates, right? Mm-hmm. So, a haunted house. Would you consider that a date? Yeah. Okay, would you go once a house? Hellas. Okay, you like being scared. I mean, not necessarily, but it is kind of like uh, it is kind of like a great way to judge how fun somebody is. Honestly, if somebody mm-hmm. invites me on a date to a haunted house, I'm already attracted to you. Because oh. that's not a typical Too bad game. you're already off the market. I'll be, I'll be trying to, you know, put well, you game. when my uh, boyfriend, before we really were dating, dating, he was working at a haunted house. So, Shout out to the boo. That's the team. I feel like I talked about him on every single episode. There's going to be one where I don't eventually. And you're going to be pissed off. <laughs> Uh-uh. Um, Why you ain't talking about me in episode 17? <laughs> or 16 <laughs> up until now, you done mentioned me in some way. Um, so what about you, Sheese? I've gone on a uh, date to the haunted house a couple of really? times. Really? I think it's really fun. I like to see people's fight or flight response. Yes. Um, and then, too, like, you know, in a heterosexual relationship, you know, keeping with the whole gender norms. Quote unquote thing. I want to see if you gonna protect me or you gonna fucking run. I'm gonna tell you right now if a clown come, you fighting for your own shit. Damn, Darius. You fighting for yourself. It be your own nigga. <laughs> it'll be this nigga right here. Nope. <laughs> nah, I'm good, sis. No, no. I think it's it's fun. Um, here's one for you that might throw you off a little bit. Okay. Um, a straight man would like to take you to a drag show. Once or hellas. And how would you feel about that? Seeing that I have freed my mind. Free your mind and the cooch will follow. But. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> there was a slight delay on my audio part of my brain. Computing that and understanding what the hell you just said. <laughs> Taking me all the way out. <laughs> um, that has been an instance. Um, hmm, how would I feel about that? Now, if you ask twenty-one year old Shalisha this, she would have a different response. Um, but I wouldn't have a problem with it. Hmm. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I might ask questions. I'm always gonna ask questions. Uh, my first question would be Are you in the drag show? <laughs> yeah. Are you. Ooh. What if they were that, in the That's show? the thing. Mm. We shouldn't have had that because I shouldn't have the question. We really shouldn't have. We're going to keep that for another. Yeah, we're going to have a hold on to that. Yeah. Um, oof. I don't know how I feel. I'll be shocked. Really? I would be. He's like, all right, hold on, I'll be right back. And then you go, he like gone for the whole number and then comes back. And he's like, what do you think? Come back in the drag? In heels, 
with titties and pads tucked for the gods. I ain't gonna lie, I would have to pick my fucking chin up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Can I can I sit through that once, or should I sit? Mm, I can only do that once. This is a shock factor. You can't do that over and over again. That shock factor is gonna hit you once. Yeah, it's gonna hit you once, and then you're gonna be like, I can't. No. I cannot. Yeah. I plans. <laughs> Come on, girl. Um. Hmm. A strip club for a date. For a date. Hey, you said a fucking drag show. That's different than a strip club. Hell, that you all throwing dollars at a drag show like you, you are, and there may be costume changes, but it ain't bitches walking around with the titties out or men's walking around with their dicks out. Oh, that's a whole different scenario. I don't know if I can ever step into a male strip club ever again. I have never been to a strip club ever. What? And I want to experience both, but I actually also don't care to. I've, I've been to a male strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that story. Oh, please. We had to say that for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, technically, I have been to a female strip club, technically, but that shit was whack. It was in New Orleans, and that shit was weird. So I don't want to count it, but on a technicality, I have to. For all intents and purposes. But I think you know. On a date, I don't know. I. It don't I have would, to be a first. Are we talking about first dates? First or dates. Oh, first dates. First dates. I think the strip club would be fun. I. I think it would be fun. If a woman wants to go. To a male strip club with me on a first date, I'd be like, "Wow, why?" <laughs> I mean, I know the understanding is that I right. do enjoy penis for on occasion, but why? I would I be, I would be less offended and more confused. I can see where the confusion lies, but I also see like where you guys can have fun. I think it would be great. Like we could talk about. What I, I don't I, what why no I'm sorry no. <laughs> you was trying to accept it you were really trying to accept it and then you were like Shisha I cannot get with you on this what the fuck are you talking about I tried to rationalize it in my head and it just does not work I don't uh, I saw get the it. whole thought I saw this whole process like your, your facial expressions no you know, I, I think it'll be fun you know it's just like I mean y'all adults I'm not saying go to the strip club and have a lap dance. Or, you know, whatever. But, but, like, what are we going to... Hell, I don't know. I just threw it out there and shit. I'm, I appreciate you for just throwing it out there because now I'm thinking about my life. Um, I'm going to see Shrimp Club first. Oh. I'm going to go once. Mm-hmm. Really, I want to say nah. Because why are you asking me to go to a strip club with you? I don't understand. Man or woman. Like, I just don't get it. I don't know. I think it, it will it will break a lot of uh, a lot of ice shelves, whatever. It'll be a lot of ice broken already. Hell right. yeah! <sighs> I just gotta chill. Why? I don't know. 
Booty shaking. Booty shaking. But then, like, what if it's what if it's amateur night? I'ma want to get up there. Okay, that's gonna what's gonna make it fun to break the ice. Get your ass up there. And strip. Then I'm gonna be getting laid on the first day because they're gonna be like, God damn. I mean, I'm not opposed to sex on the first date, but mm. let's just say. I mean, if it's amateur night and you comfortable and you had a few shots or, you know, you done drink a couple glasses of wine or what have you, and you want to get up there and shake your groove thing and have fun with your date, by all means. See, I think that actually could be kind of fun, like going on amateur night See, and like both of y'all get up there and do it It's together. an off-color thing to do, but I think it's... But if you ask me to go to a strip club, I'm going to be disgusted and I'm going to judge you. Let's go to a strip club after this. Let's go. You cool with it? Yeah. Because you're my friend. I know. But I'm still grossed out. Why? I, strip clubs is a gross to me. And not for the fact that there's people walking around naked or none of that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm going to walk into a strip club and it's going to feel like I walked into sweat. And I don't know how I feel about that. I thought you like sweaty men. I do. The sweatiness. I do. But not sweaty women. No, I'm not. I'm talking about male or female. Oh. I don't like walking into it. I like so to be like part of the creation of it. So you walking into a cloud of just juices. Yeah. And juices fluids. and fluids and sweat and pheromones and energies that I just am legitimately I'm tingling right now thinking about it. I don't think we can go to a strip club after this. <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking! Oh, it's hilarious. He's gonna cry if I keep on crying. I keep trying to rationalize it though. Like I keep trying to be like, no, I can do it. You're like your face is like really like, yeah, it's cool, and then it's like error, 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 error. <laughs> Does like, not compute. Does not compute. So yeah, we know there is this stance on strip clubs now. I have nothing against sex workers. I have nothing against women who are stripping, men who are stripping. Yeah. More power to you. You do what you gotta do, sis. Get your money. Don't expect Darius to ever step into a strip club. I'm ever? just afraid. Maybe not never. But, like, I'm pretty sure we're going to go on a trip and we're going to want to go to a strip club and we're going to go. That's where I see it. That's where I was like, you know, we're going to go on a trip and we're going to go to a strip club. We're going to have a, a grand ass time. It's going to be great. Yeah. I but can see you throwing some dollars. I definitely will want to make it rain. But with, your, with a potential boo, nah. You good on it. Okay. Alright. <laughs> um, that's just fucked my whole life up. He can't even fit function um, right now. <laughs> okay. Um while we're on the topic of unconventional dates. Mm-hmm. Um going out of the country on a first date. Hell to the no no no. But you were going to a strip club no, I'm joking. <laughs> To the nah nah nah. What if this is like a wealthy person? Nah. And they're like, Hell I have a private jet, nah. and I want to take you, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. fly you to Peru. Uh-uh, that sounds like human trafficking. No. Facts as fuck. That sounds like human trafficking. <laughs> I'm not with it. My spider senses are tingling. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> I'm Go talking ahead. about going to. A strip club, and you talking about? <laughs> I feel like I just you talking it. about a fucking the Taken movie. That's what you talking literally, about. <laughs> like, literally, do you want to be in Taken or do you want to go to no? No, I would for not. a first date, no, no, I can't give you that much power. True, I can't. That's very true. Uh, uh-uh. mm-hmm. no, uh, no, maybe 
We have to be known each other for a for a minute. But no. But not on the first day. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't go. I don't today. care if you're trying to blow <laughs> me out. I'm sick. No, I 100% agree with that. That does yeah. sound like some human trafficking shit. That, yeah, like, and it um, might not be, but I'm just, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. So that would be a hell of something. No, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't consider it at least. I would consider it. I would be like, okay, B. If it, um, if it was a person that I had been talking to for an extended period of time. Yes. That's always a factor. Yeah. That's always a but factor. But if it's somebody I only known for a couple months and they're like, let me flew you out. Oh, mm-hmm. oh no. wait a minute. I ain't trying to get flued out and never come back. Mm-mm. I ain't never getting flued back. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just running all type of scenarios in my head. Hell, no. Mm-mm. No, Darius. I'm done. I can't. <laughs> I cannot compute. Me trying to go to a strip club. I'm here, but why? What are we doing? As much as I want you to go, I'm have to respect your friend boundary. I would go. I just would be so concerned the whole time. Like it would be one of those things where I would go. You would have no marks wiped in your fanny pack, wouldn't you? Uh huh. See. And germs. And uh-huh. I'm not even agoraphobic. I would go, 100%, 100% would go. You don't and I would probably true. get there and be like, this is a mistake. I'll sit in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I know that situation all too well. You would literally like, not you in general, agree to a situation and then you get there and be like, fuck. God damn it. Why did I stay at home? I would legitimately get there and be like, no, ma'am. And y'all would be like, where did Darius go? He's like, texting me to see where I am, and I Ubered home. <laughs> I have to go home, guys. I'm sorry. I cannot Uber it. I don't give a damn. I'm Ubering home. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Lord have mercy. Oh, um, I think this episode has taken a turn. <laughs> it did. So many turns. So many times. Do you think a stripper could like helicopter their titties like American helicopter they did? As a person who is heavily chested, um Fair. I don't I don't think that would be a pleasurable thing to do to yourself. That would be like swinging your um your balls around. I mean, but you can helicopter your dick. I mean that's different. And the balls usually bounce with it. You look so defeated. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there is a thing. I just felt like it could be a cute little moment on stage. She's like holding the titty down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make up reasons for me to go to a strip club. That would be an interesting thing to see. I don't think that's a thing that, that, no, that kind of defies physics. Unless you have a long titty. That's the only way I'm saying that that is going to be possible is if you have long titties. And in that case, I would be like, you know, no body shaming. But I'll be like, should you be up here with them long ass titties? Somebody got a bad 
Butter and helicopter titties. Oh my god. Butter, Duh. butter hands, and helicopter titties. Hey, at least my beef was marinated at a young age. Oh my god, he marbleized his beef. Okay, y'all. We gotta go. <laughs> Alright, thank you all so much for listening to this entire episode. Yes, and don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts. We are at Urban underscore proper on Twitter. Yes. At Urban Proper Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. Yes. YouTube is Urban Proper Podcast. And is that it? Spotify. Oh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Spotify, SoundCloud. Home. And Google Podcasts. We're yeah. everywhere. We, we want do. you guys to hear us. We want you to hear us. We want you to know who we are. So. Before black, we go. Yeah. Black Business Highlight. Ew, 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 ew. Shout out to Pretty Penny Collection on Ooh. Instagram. Hello. It is at Pretty Penny Collection. It is a woman streetwear clothing brand that just launched. So go follow her. Go give her some support. Give her a likey loo. Yes. Give her a clicky follow. Buy some shit. Yes. Um, we would also like to shout out Catered by Curtis LLC. Ooh. It is a um, catering service provided by someone here locally in St. Louis that a mutual friend of ours knows. Yeah. Um, super great. You can find them on Facebook, catered by Curtis LLC. I went and like their page because I like food and we love a good and fresh food moment. Yes. So again, if you have any black owned businesses that you know of that you want to shout out, if you are yourself are a black owned business, an artist, um, a bad bitch, let us shout you out. Yes. And with that being said. We will actually end this episode now. See you guys later. Bye.